0: Welcome back to the podcast. We want to equip leaders to start multiplying movements. And so we spend a lot of time talking about things like making disciples, planting churches, But we also deal with some of those administrative issues, structural issues that can really hamper the mission or or get you off the rails, right? And so we've dealt with how do you manage finances with multiple locations? Because if that doesn't go well, you're going to have a mess on your hands. We've talked about how do you deal with personnel issues? Because again, that's something that can really derail what God is doing in your church. We've talked about how do you keep organizational focus as you grow and keep everybody on the same page. We've talked about leadership structures and keeping your ministry structure very, very simple. All of those are really, really important when it comes to staying on track and making disciples and planting churches. Very, very, very important. Now, in this episode, I want to dive into something that can also sidetrack you from your mission, but it's also extremely important in making disciples in our culture right now. So I want to spend the next few minutes talking about how do you deal with biblical worldview issues. Now, what are biblical worldview issues i'm talking about issues like lgbt issues abortion racism even the environment and socialism what are we supposed to think biblically about those things that our culture is so focused in on and and so now when i list those things like that here's the immediate pushback jim that's political stuff right that's political stuff we don't get anywhere near that we don't spend time dealing with political issues we're focused on making disciples and i get that i really get that But here's what I would say about that. First of all there's no such thing as an area where a biblical worldview is not important. It's basically the same as saying, God you just need to stay out of certain areas in my life. Right? These are huge areas of our culture and so it's very hard just to ignore it and to say well you know we don't worry about what the Bible says about those things. Our culture has become very adept at convincing people that religion should stay out of certain areas. But if you're a Christ follower that's really not an option. These are really, to me, these are spiritual issues that have been politicized. The second thing that I would say is that our young people are being pulled away from the faith through these issues. Philosophies behind things like socialism and CRT are literally discipling our students to believe that Christianity is an oppressor to everyone else. Now, if, if you buy into that, then all of a sudden you're going to apologize for being a Christian. You're not going to want to push your, you know, push your Christian principles. Uh, you, you don't think that you should try to apply those to anybody else or encourage anybody else. I mean, like if you believe that what I believe is the most oppressive thing on the planet, then that changes everything, right? And even if that doesn't make a young person walk away from their faith, it may convince them that they need to redefine things like love uh, in an in unbiblical way to the point where they declare things that the Bible says are wrong as okay. At that point, we won't be making disciples, right? Because there's no transformation needed in the lives of people around them because now their new theology tells them that everything's okay. In other words, there's nothing left to repent of. Now, here's how students are drawn away from from their faith through these issues. Uh, They grow up uh, they sit in church and they hear things like premarital sex is wrong, homosexuality is wrong, and that's that's as far as we go on those things. We might reference a verse and just say see it's wrong and move on. But that's that's all they really hear about it. And then they meet some friends that are living a different lifestyle, maybe uh, they they have a gay friend and they begin to feel like, man, I feel like that I can see that this person has always felt this way. And they have compassion for that person. And that's not a bad thing to be compassionate. Uh, You know about you know that that somebody is struggling or or you know that that, those kinds of things. That's that's that makes sense, but it's what you do with that, right? And and so then someone comes along and 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 tries to fill in the gaps for them biblically, and they come alongside, and they say, hey, you know, I don't know if you really are looking at the Bible correctly, because God's actually okay with this stuff. And they say, what? No, no, no. I was always told that biblically it was wrong. They say, oh no, no, no! Like, like, for instance, Romans chapter one, Paul says that men abandoned natural relations with women and lusted uh, for other men, and women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. Um, and and so they say, well, see, what you don't understand is what that's saying is that they went against their natural inclinations. So these are heterosexual heterosexual people that were dabbling in homosexual acts, and God's saying that's wrong. It's wrong for you to go against your nature whatever your nature is and 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 so they 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 look at that and they go oh okay well I never heard it that way before and then they you know complete the the trifecta by saying you know Jesus didn't say anything about it and the Old Testament doesn't count anymore because we eat pork right there you go and and all of a sudden the students begin to think that they were raised by bigoted people who just twisted the Bible so they could be hateful and this is an obvious example of what it means to become woke, right? You, you've, heard, you know, you, you've heard something that has woken you up to where you now see things clearly. And at that point, it's very easy to be done with Christianity altogether, right? Just, wow, I was lied to, you know, whatever. Or to buy into a whole brand of Christianity that just rubber stamps everything is okay. And I could use illustrations from, from all the other issues that we've alluded to, but this one is, is, a, is a really clear illustration, Now, why does this happen? Because we've told students what to think, but we didn't show them the arguments that other people are making and deal with those biblically. For instance, in the Romans chapter 1 passage, it's clear when you get into the passage and you point out, it's clear that, that it's saying that these people went against the natural order of things, the created order of things, not against their own desires. In fact, it says they lust for these things. You can't be going against your natural desires and lusting at the same time. Right? That doesn't make sense. And so we have to show our students and even our adults that we're discipling what what the world is saying about these issues and exactly what the Bible says about these issues so they're not going to be taken off guard and and, and they're not just all of a sudden going to be hit with these things. That's especially true with students who are going off to college. So what do we do? I, I believe we have to have a plan to disciple our people in these areas. Do do you preach on them? You might. You might do that. If you do, you really have to come really strong with grace and truth. Grace and truth. Grace and truth. And make sure that people understand that God God loves everybody no matter what they think, no matter what they do. But the truth is, God is trying to redeem people from a lot of those things that they think and that they do. And and you'll, you'll struggle to get very far with people who disagree with you with public presentations. I'll just tell you that. Like More than likely... If somebody's sitting there that is really bought in uh, to uh, to a lifestyle or to a direction or to a philosophy like that, uh, the moment you start preaching on it, they'll get up and walk out. So you're not probably going to make a lot of headway with people who disagree with you. I'm just going to tell you that. Now, it might be a great way to equip your people to understand the solid biblical answers, but but you'll, you'll struggle with people who disagree with you. I, I was preaching on progressive theology. And uh, just was talking about the fact that some people nowadays are, are taking the Bible as just kind of an on-ramp and just kind of a beginning. But then we can now develop the faith beyond that. And, and you hear statements like, you know, we now know so much more about God than Moses did and Peter did, right? And it's like, what? Uh, or, or you hear comments like, well, if Jesus was here now, I think that he would endorse this. And see, we don't get to decide that, right? We have to go into the Bible and we have to say, what does the Bible say? And our faith in our God is not developing beyond the Bible. Literally, as soon as I started talking about that, a couple of people just stood up and walked out. I mean, they, they understood. Like this is he is going going somewhere that probably is about to turn and I ended up not dealing with any specific issues. I was literally just dealing with the issue that we don't get to create God now in our own image. Like that's that's all I was dealing with. Never got to the issues, but they were smart enough to know I think he's about to step right into some of the issues that my worldview is all in on. So you're going to struggle, again, with changing people's minds that disagree with you in public presentations. And so for that reason, I think that in small groups and personal disciple-making conversations is where the real progress can get made with folks who are teetering on it, beginning to hear things, or just all out disagree with you. And the reason for that is I think because people can ask questions, right? They can raise issues that like, hey, you didn't address this. Did, are you trying to just like ignore this? And, oh, no, I, I, I didn't realize that. But Leah, let's address that uh, and give you a chance to dig a little deeper and answer all their questions at a very, very deep level. So I'm not suggesting you handle it one way or the other. But I think that you should think through how you can systematically get biblical answers to your church and especially your students and your college groups. Certain environments are good for accomplishing one thing while other environments are good for accomplishing others. So just think through where are we going to do that? How are we going to to help people grow in these areas? Now, this is so important because I've literally seen people who know the facts of the Bible. They know the Bible inside and out. They even know theology like the virgin birth, sanctification, deity of Christ, physical resurrection of Jesus. But they, they get off track and become more focused on what culture tells them is important even if it disagrees with the Bible in these areas. These are the areas that are snatching people, right? Like you, you can have somebody who, who, who literally is ready to walk away from the faith because they feel like that all Christians are bigoted, uh, you know, a, a, against certain people because that's what cultures told them. But they'll still tell you, oh, yeah, I think the Bible's true. I think, you know, they, I don't know if they would say inspired all the way through, but they would say, yeah, I think the Bible's true. Yeah, I think Jesus is, is the Savior. But, but churches and Christians don't live like Jesus, so, so, so literally this is kind of snatching them away and so that's why we actually have to bring up these topics and we have to show them the, the Biblical worldview on this and also even bring up the, the, the other views and say and this is why they're not, they're, they're not Biblical. Just because someone loves Jesus and, and, and loves the Bible, it doesn't mean that they're prepared to filter what they are hearing from culture on these issues. Now, that's that's mostly true because those arguments are usually couched around things that we think of as Christian, and so that's why it's so tempting, right? Is because we talk about things like, well, love, and and compassion, and and certainly you know freedom for people to have a choice, and 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 we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings, right? And so all of that just sounds so Christian uh, that that when it's applied to these unbiblical philosophies, we get into things like, well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Uh, I don't want anybody to feel like that they're not treated equally because of their lifestyle or you know, because of what they choose to do. You know, Even when we're talking about an action and not an immutable characteristic. So you can pour yourself into discipling someone and all of a sudden realize they're wrapped up in a completely unbiblical mindset. And that's why these things are so important. In the past, churches have just been able to coast on these issues, issues Right? We could just assume that if you were a Christian in our churches and you knew Jesus and you love the Bible, that on things like abortion, everybody agree. Everybody agreed, But I assure you that's not true anymore. They may genuinely love Jesus, but they may have been led astray by friends, something they follow on TikTok, something they found somewhere else online. So maybe this is a conversation you need to have with your staff, especially your student and college ministries, in order to develop uh, a, a strategy for equipping your church. Um, and, and so I think that would be an amazing conversation to have. How are we going to go about this? Because we're not really done discipling, especially students in college, if we're sending them out into the world ill it, prepared to address these issues from the Bible. Now, as I wrap up, I just want to give a shameless plug to my book, um, Christ in Culture uh, by Jim Richmond. It's out on Amazon and uh, i i clearly show what the bible says about several cultural issues and present some suggestions about how we can address them so it's a great book to equip you to have those conversations Uh, i know groups have worked through it staffs have worked through it Um, and here's the thing you may not agree with my conclusions you may not agree with my applications right so i show you what the bible says and then i say and this is kind of how i think we ought to apply that in the american culture today or how christians should operate in the american culture to address the issue You may not agree with this, but I really feel very, very solid about the biblical reasoning on all of those issues. And so I think it's a very good book to equip you in these areas. And so I hope that you'll take advantage of that. Uh, Again, huge issue. It's got to be addressed. We can't kick the can down the road. This is literally picking off our young people right now. And so I hope that you'll take some time to think about this, process this, talk about it with your staff and come up with an overall strategy. Thanks so much for joining us, joining us for the podcast and we will see you in March.